coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. Hey, welcome back. Another episode of the Paper Stack Snackables, where we cover little tidbits and nuances of information to help you successfully invest in notes on paper stack. Mm -hmm. So what tickles your fancy today, buddy? What do you have? Uh, So one of the things is, of course, you know, we cater to both buyers and sellers on the platform. And today's uh, snackable is going to be talking about uh, buyers and how they can get the best deal on paper stack. Things that, uh, you know, might make the seller happy. We kind of cover similar topics into other videos where we're talking about the seller side or what not to ask a seller or things like that. But this is kind of how, how do you get the best deal? You know, like that's what you're after. You know, it's a competitive market out there. How do you, how do you get the best deal? If I was a buyer, how are you going to give me the best deal? So that's, that's a great question. I think, you know, everybody wants a deal. No matter if you're buying notes, you're buying eggs, mangoes, whatever, you want the best deal. Um, on paper stack, I find that the, the way to get the, the best deal is really has to do with how you conduct yourself. It's to be a really great buyer, to be a good buyer or to be a great counterparty to whoever you're doing a transaction with. That's, that's really what it kind of all boils down to. Um, but also there's some, you know, we got to lend some credence to being first. What is it? First, huh? What's uh, that? Early bird catches the worm. Yep. That's right. Early bird catches the worm. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Um, be the one of the first ones to engage that seller. That's a great way to get, to, to get a good deal. If the seller doesn't have any other bids and you're the first person there, the seller really doesn't have anything to sort of compare it to. And you can start negotiating right off the rip. Well, how do you become the first person there? Set up a safe search. It's mm-hmm. very easy. Know what you're looking for um, when you're looking for an asset, you're looking for performing loans in Florida. Set that safe search up. As soon as one becomes available on the platform, we're going to go ahead and notify you with an email, give you a little tap on the shoulder and say, hey, something matches your criteria. Go get on it. Mm -hmm. And that's a great way to do it. Um, Ask great questions is another good one. If you're engaging and communicating with your counterparty, Mm -hmm. let them know you're serious. Let them know that, okay, maybe there's he's not just trying to like steal this property. Um, That's something. There's some some key steps you want to do to be a good counterparty prior to ever actually even making an offer. And I think that makes good buyers. And that's one is know your funding. Where are you getting your money from? Um, If your money is coming from your checking account, great. If it's coming from your fund, perfect. If it's in your self-directed retirement account, wonderful. Know where your funds are coming from. If it's coming from your self-directed retirement account, it doesn't hurt to let the buyer or let the seller know that. Say, hey, look, I'm very interested. I've got cash available. The money's in my self-directed retirement account. FYI, it could take two or three days. You're already moving the conversation into funding questions. Mm -hmm. And um, the seller's going to start taking you more seriously. They might start in their head subconsciously. Okay, this guy's got the money. He's asking, he's talking about funding already. Mm -hmm. Um, Something else you want to do is have have your servicer set up. Know where you're going to service this loan. Um, setting up servicing can take time. It can cause delays and delays inevitably time kills all deals. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I learned is if things drag on, it'll kill a deal. And it might not kill a deal because the seller doesn't want to sell it to you. Might kill a deal because while you're sitting there messing around, trying to get a servicer set up, filling out the paperwork, 
five other offers came in and there's a chance that they're higher. If we're trying to get a good deal on paper stack, it means that we're in there and they're early. We're putting in our offers probably below list price. And that's what's going to happen. Another thing uh, to consider is it's never, it's not necessarily bad to offer below list price, mm -hmm. but one way is to not get a good deal is to go in there and just blindly offering 50% of whatever it's listed for. That that's a it's a great way for a seller just to not take you seriously. So I know we're going to talk about being good buyers, but I wanted to kind of put that one out there. Um, the next thing is when it comes time to like run your due diligence, there's a couple things there you need to focus on. One, only ask for the the documents that you really need to see. Be aware of the asset. Have run some like look at the asset, know what's going on with it. Um, at a high level, if the asset was originated or the loan was originated in 2003 and we're in 2021, you're probably asking if the borrower um, put down a down payment, the seller's probably going to roll their eyes and be like, oh, look, I have no idea. If they do have that information, they're going to have to go digging through their uh, their collateral files or, or probably digital files to look for the origination package, to look on the HUD. It's not something that all all sellers have readily available. Um, granted, if, if the loan was originated last year and maybe the seller um, is the actual note originator, they probably have an idea of what's going on there. But on some of the legacy stuff, that's just, you don't really need to know that information. You should be focusing on really the last 24 to 36 months of payment history. Mm -hmm. That's what's really important. That's what's going to drive your buying decision anyways. What happened 16 years ago has no bearing on <laughs> where we are today. Um, the next thing is also is to move quickly when you're running your due diligence. You know, it shouldn't take you five days to analyze one asset. You should be able to ask for the documents, um, start working on them. Uh, you know, three to four hours is great. Probably a couple days tops on there. Being constant communication, letting the, the seller know where you are in your due diligence is another another great thing. Um, and then, you know, finally, it's like do do what you say you're going to do. Mm. That's huge. Um, that's that's just ties back to credibility. If if you're credible with the with the seller, you're telling them you're going to be back, um, waiting on a report to come back in. You'll be ready to sign the PSA tomorrow or ready to fund tomorrow. Those are the kind of things that are going to. If you do that, it's going to keep confidence with the seller. If you go dark and you don't put in um, any communication with the seller. Other offers are going to come in and they're not going to really know where you are mm. um, in the process. And it could cause you to lose out on deals. Um, those are, I mean, those are the basic things. Be a good, be a good counterparty, be a good buyer. That's how you get good deals. Good buyers get good deals. Yeah. Bad buyers sometimes don't get deals. Yeah. Yeah. Especially uh, one of the ones that was mentioned was the self-directed IRA thing. So now mm -hmm. they all operate differently, you know, so they're, they all have different, Stipulations and yeah, stuff. But of if, you, if you say that up front, like, look, I'm coming from a self directed IRA, uh, they're going to want to see this, 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 and this. You know, if seller's not cool, so they don't have it, you know, you, you might save you all some time. But, or, you know, I'm going to get my DOI, which is a directive of investment, filled out right away. Those things, if you can get that, the more time that can, you know, kind of clear up, because dealing with them sometimes can be tough. You know, just, it just, it, it makes it, it's, it's one per, extra party in the process. So being able to handle them and, and, and be able to move it fast is easy. You know, it just yeah, makes everything better. You know better. the saying about having the one deal is better than... Two and a... One hand and a... One, one chick... I don't know. It's something you're... No, come on. No, go, go with it. <laughs> one, 
One, one, uh, one chicken in your hands better than two in the bush? Close. One in the hands worth better than two in the bush. One yeah. in the hands better than two in the bush. I don't so think it's a chicken. Worth though, more than, no, it's not. Worth more than two in the bush. Um, but no, that's pretty good. You kind of were fumbling through that one. But no, I'm going to write a book. My, 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 uh, my, the sayings. Berkeyisms. <laughs> Berkeyisms. Yeah. Great Berkey goodbye. So, um, yeah, that's it. If, you know, be a good, be a good buyer, be a good counterparty. That's a great way to get, get better deals on paper stack. Um, and just really on anything. So yep. that's it. That's a snackable. If you have anything you'd like us to talk about, any questions, um, you know, ask Brett personal questions. He's happy to answer them. <laughs> Anything you guys want, please let us know. We appreciate all support, comments, likes, and follows, everything like that. So we will see you on the next one. See ya.